Welcome to the first episode of Is This Too Woo Woo? with me, your host, Denise Wilson. In this podcast, we discuss all things woo, spiritual, occult, paranormal, and basically anything that just seems a little bit spooky or weird. We are right in the heart of spooky season, also known as October, and I wanted to talk to you about the origins of Halloween, or Samhain, as it was originally called. To help put the feast of the wheel, uh, the, <laughs> the feast of Samhain, in the context, firstly we need to take a look at something that's called the wheel. The wheel is a cyclical way of living that symbolizes eight festivals throughout a year that were observed by the ancient Celts, Druids and Pagans and is still followed by most witches, Wiccans and Pagans today. These festivals are known as Sabbaths and follow a nature-based calendar which includes four solar festivals and four seasonal festivals in between. As we take a look at the wheel, I'm sure you'll notice some similarities to the Christian celebrations observed throughout the year. Spoiler alert, these festivals were kind of hijacked and piggybacked by the Catholic Church to try to convert people to Christianity or to stop people practicing their ancient rituals and religions. But as you'll see, old habits and rituals die hard. Unlike our Gregorian calendar, which starts in January, the wheel actually starts in December with Yule. Yule is the winter solstice, which is the longest night of the year um, in terms of hours of darkness. And Yule is the first of the four solar festivals, which celebrates the end of darkness and for the light that is about to slowly return. Trees were decorated with Yule logs and were burned in the fireplace to bring in prosperity and to protect the home. The next festival on the wheel is Imbolc, which was around sort of early February. And pagans give thanks to the goddess Bridget for the longer days and pray for an abundant spring. This is when you start to see the very first signs of the ground becoming softer and you may even see like a few little snowdrops or the odd little daffodil might start popping up in your garden. Next we have Ostara, which is the spring equinox, which is generally between um, March the 19th and the 23rd. And this is a holiday of abundance and renewal. It's the time of planting seeds and celebrating the fertile spring. I always think of lots of daffodils and seeing little lammies in the fields. And it also sounds a lot like Easter, which is no coincidence. Beltane is next. And this is May Day. So think dancing around the Maypole, Morris dancers, young girls with spring flowers in their hair. And it's believed that like it's Samhain, the veil between the living and the spirit world is thinnest at this time. And for Wiccans, this Sabbath is a holiday of love, romance and fertility, and to give thanks and prayers for a bountiful harvest that year. During the research, I heard many tales recounted of people just 
um, wandering off into the woods and making love and celebrating. And it sounds like Woodstock or something like that to me. <laughs> now, moving on, we have Litha or Midsummer, which is the summer solstice. And that's generally around June the 21st. And this is the longest day of the year. Nature is at its peak and the sun is at its highest point in the sky. Pagans, Wiccans and witches give thanks to the gods and ancestors to honour them for all of their blessings. And even now um, in the UK, every year you will see hundreds and hundreds of people flocking to Stonehenge and to Glastonbury to sit and basically witness the summer solstice and party on into the night. It's something that I've never done, but I would absolutely love to go to see. Here in Paris on the 21st of June, we have Fête de la Musique, and it's just an absolute ball of a night. Um, we have live music, singing, dancing, every single pub, restaurant, nightclub, anything that you can imagine, they're all like pull out all the stops and it's just a massive festival the full night long and if you ever are in Paris in the summer then you have to come for Fête de la Musique it's one of the best nights of the year and I guarantee you you'll have an absolute blast. Then we have Maybon or Mabon there's a debate on how you say that but I'm gonna go with Maybon I'm probably wrong. <laughs> um, and this is the autumn equinox, which is generally between the 20th and the 24th of September. It's the second harvest festival of the year. And it's traditionally when fruits and vegetables are harvested. And typically when you'll start to see the first signs of autumn beginning. And this is a time to give thanks for all that has been provided and it's basically a, a big celebration of the harvest. This year me and some friends actually celebrated Maybon. Mabon, I still can't decide how to say it. And um, what we did was we rented a big house out in the middle of the French countryside and um, we cooked together, we, um, we had a cacao ceremony we um, basically ate and drank and gave thanks to the land. And um, it was just such a beautiful weekend and I can't wait to do it again. Finally, what we all came for, <laughs> we have Samhain or Halloween as it's more widely known as today. It is the Celtic or witchy New Year's Eve and it's the final harvest of the year. This is when the veil between the world of the living and the dead is at its thinnest, which makes it easier for spirits to roam the earth and for the living to communicate with our ancestors or spirits who have passed. Samhain is a time to honour all those who have come before, for all that was gifted to us during the year, and to ask for guidance and set intentions before the turning of the wheel begins again. Ancient Celts or Irish, from reading lots of different sources, I couldn't decide whether it was just the Celts or only the Irish. When I say Celtic, um, 
Celtic is, you can, well, there's Irish Celts, there's Scottish Celts, there's Cornish Celts. And also in Brittany and France, you have a Celtic nation. So from what I can gather, it's mostly Irish, ancient Irish people who celebrated Samhain. And it is the most significant of the four quarterly festivals taking place at the midpoint between Mabon and the autumn equinox and then Yule, which is the winter solstice. During this time of the year, hearth fires and family homes were left to burn out whilst the harvest was gathered. After the harvest was complete, celebrants would join the Druid priests to light a community fire using a huge wheel that was basically on fire um, and that would cause friction and spark the flames. The wheel was considered a representation of the sun and used along with prayers. Cattle were sacrificed and participants took a flame from the communal bonfire back to their home to relight the hearth and the whole cycle would continue. Now, early texts present Samhain as a mandatory celebration lasting three days and three nights where the community was required to show themselves to local kings or chieftains. Failure to participate was believed to result in punishment from the gods, usually meaning illness or death. There was also a military aspect to Samhain in Ireland, with holiday thrones prepared for the commanders of soldiers, and anyone who committed a crime or used their weapons during the celebration faced a death sentence. Some documents mention six days of drinking alcohol to excess, typically mead or beer, along with sumptuous feasts. And whilst reading this during my research, it really did make me laugh. I was thinking uh, to myself, so this is why the Irish are fond of a drink or two? <laughs> it's literally generational trauma. If they didn't eat or drink to excess, the fear that you would offend the gods or the local ch chieftains is literally in their DNA. <laughs> now, during Samhain, the Celts believed that the barrier, the Celts or the Irish, I should say, believed that the barrier between worlds was breachable. So they prepared offerings and left them on the outskirts of the villages and in fields so that the fairies or seas wouldn't come too close to people's homes. Some specific monsters were associated with Samhain, including a shape-shifting creature called a puka that goes around collecting the harvest offerings from the field. The Lady Gwyn is a headless woman dressed in white who chases people who are out wandering the night. Apparently she was accompanied by a black pig. The Dullahan sometimes appears as an impish creature and sometimes headless men on horses who carried their heads would be um, riding flame-eyed horses and their appearance was a death woman to anyone who encountered them. People would dress as monsters or creatures to deter fairies from kidnapping them and also carry lanterns made from turnips with faces carved into them to keep the fairies away. During the Middle Ages, celebrations would include a 
Typically, during a dumb supper, a feast would be prepared and an extra place would be set at the table to invite the ancestors to join in. The meal, depending on which accounts you read, would be sometimes observed in silence, hence the name dumb. And after the food was consumed, children would play games and practical jokes to entertain their dead relatives and at night doors and windows might be left open for the dead to come in and eat cakes that had been left for them. As you can see, most of today's modern ways of celebrating are rooted in the ancient Irish traditions. People still disguise themselves or dress as monsters, play practical jokes or tricks on each other, and sweet treats are offered to people that come calling at your door. Pumpkins are carved and left out on porches to ward off evil spirits or fairies. Though when I was little, it was still turnips. <laughs> turnips? Turnips. <laughs> and, um, yeah, basically, it was the 80s. T uh, pumpkins hadn't really made it over to the UK at that point. During the potato famine in the 1840s, Many Irish people had no option but to migrate or if they stayed, they would have died. They would have perished. So they migrated en masse to the USA. And of course, they took their traditions and customs with them. And it's for this reason we see huge celebrations across the whole of the US, uh, particularly in Boston, New York and Chicago, as these are the cities where the majority of Irish citizens settled. And this brings us to the end of our first episode of Is This Too Woo Woo? <laughs> Next week we are sticking with a spooky theme and we will be examining the witch trials in the UK, predominantly the Scottish witch trials. So I do hope you'll join us next week for that one. Thank you so much for listening. And if you have enjoyed the show, please don't forget to like, rate, subscribe, leave a review um, on whichever platform that you get your podcast on. Leaving a review really helps the podcast to be found and discovered by other people and it will really help me out. So thank you for your time today and for listening and I'll see you again next time. Take care, stay safe and always stay woo.